Well, hello and welcome back to Walk It Out with Leon McCray. Uh, I hope you're having an awesome day. Are you ready to work out? Are you ready to get your, your 30 minutes uh, of uh, treadmill or biking? Or if you're out riding your bike, whatever it is that you're doing, take this 30 minutes and um, use it to transform your bodies as we are transforming our minds in the Word of God. It is good to be with you today. Uh, today we are in Genesis chapter 13. I believe we finished off with Genesis 12. Uh, yes, we did. And we are, I'm just checking here, making sure. And we, yes, yes, yes. And we are going to Genesis 13. Uh, we already talked, learned about how uh, Terah, Abram's father, uh, was on his way to Canaan, but he got sidetracked. And so then the word of the Lord came to Abram. And he, uh, as we ended chapter 12, well, as we started chapter 12, he got up and uh, started on his journey to where God was taking him. And, uh, and we saw him make some mishaps during the way, um, telling lies. Yeah, he did. Well, I guess, is it a, is it a half lie or, well, Sarah really was partly a sister, you know, because of how the uh, the earth was being populated at the time. But but Sarah, but Sarah was his wife, so and he gave that deception uh, out of fear. So uh, we already learned about that and um, how God delivered him. Though God delivered him, he kept that uh, the the king from defiling Sarah, his wife, and and kept that whole situation and then blessed him on top of that so now we are going to start in Genesis 13 but first as always I want to open us up in prayer father God in the name of Jesus we just thank you for this time together we thank you Lord God this is a this is good Friday so father we thank you for Jesus we thank you Jesus for what you did for us on the cross we thank you for the blood that you shed that you gave your body for us hallelujah we just thank you we thank you and we uh, do not uh, look upon this lightly we are in awe of you and in awe of what you have done for us and we thank you that you have brought us near to you and that you love us so much that you gave your only begotten son and we just love you for it so bless this time <clears throat> together in your word Lord God uh, let us glean from this time what you would have us to glean from it let us learn of you give us prophetic revelation Lord God that we can apply to our lives we just thank you father in Jesus name amen and amen okay uh, starting off with verse 1 and Abram went up out of Egypt he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south and Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold and he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first and there Abram called on the name of the Lord and Lot also which went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together let's just stop for a moment and just pull, um, and let's think about uh, what has transpired they have left their land okay uh, traveled out to uh, to a place where God is just leading them Abram, Abram doesn't know what he's gonna find there but he knows that God has called him there so he's going but on the path on this this path of obedience he's blessed he is blessed he is rich in, in uh, cattle he is a wealthy man he is prospering and Lot uh, because he's with him is prospering also so we learned a little something here that on the on the path of obedience the path of obedience is prosperity okay if God is leading you somewhere he's gonna provide for you he's gonna provide for you uh, on your journey to get there he's gonna provide for you when you get there he is just Jehovah Jireh he is God who provides so if you're walking according to his word you're not gonna have lack uh, so that's what we get from that okay so back to verse 6 
and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together they had so much stuff that the land just couldn't hold them and there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled and the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. Okay, so we're learning that, you know, there was strife be between Abr Abram's camp and Lot's camp. I guess fighting over the land uh, to feed their flock and and just having dissension maybe over over uh, the provision in the land, the water, the, you know, whatever. But, okay, now th this is family, right? They're prospering, but yet there's strife. There's strife because uh, because they don't want one side of the family uh, to get more or to have more than the other side of the family. Hmm, sound familiar? So, and Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we are brethren. Here is Abram, the peacekeeper, right? Saying, we don't need to be arguing and having uh, strife between us. We're brothers. We're family. Okay, so the Spirit of God, we already see, is, is uh, rich in Abram. The Spirit of God is evident. The fruit of the Spirit is, is evident in Abram because although Lot is blessed because he's with him, God spoke to Abram and told him where to go and and uh he has this relationship with abram lot is 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 being blessed by proximity okay because he's in relationship with abram but even still in this abram is the one who steps up because he has the spirit of the lord and he's saying come on you know we're family we don't need to be fighting and arguing about this and he says he goes on to say in verse 9 is not the whole land before thee separate thyself I pray thee from me if thou wilt take the left hand then I will go to the right or if thou depart to the right hand then I will go to the left man this is an object lesson for us all here is Abram he is he communicates with the Lord. Uh, he is blessed by God. Because of this relationship and this blessing, his nephew Lot is being blessed. Yet Abram is the one who steps up and, call and tries to bring peace. And then he says to him, look, we have all this before us. You pick where you wanna go and I'll take the rest. You show me what you want and I'll take the rest. I'm going to let you choose. My God. I mean, think about the trust in God you have to have to just back away from what you think that you may want or what you think is the best or the choices. And you're like, man, I better get this because if I don't, somebody else is going to snap it up. Come on. Don't we have that mindset sometime? But if we look at Abram, and we see what he's doing here because he's because he has trust and faith in God and because he's not concerned about getting the best or or being first because he know that God is his provider that God is his source he says you choose I'm gonna be blessed whether I go to the right or go to the left but I want peace because I'm a man after God's own heart and peace and I know that peace is is an attribute of my father so I want to walk in that so he says you choose man if we could only be that that if I could only be that way all the time all the time right and so Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah even as the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt as thou cometh unto Zohar so in verse 11 then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated themselves one from another so let's look at the difference here let's look at what Lot did 
not looked and he saw man this side over here is well watered it's lush it's green it looks like um it's a goodly land i mean it has everything that i could ever need over on this side uh, it looks a little skimpy okay I and mean, it looks like it may have some issues coming down the road so what lot decides to do he says i'm gonna take the best land for myself selfish selfish not even getting the revelation that is it is only by his relationship with abram that he's prospered and that he's been blessed but he looks at what is before him and he says i'm gonna get mine oh i got this opportunity uh, to get the best and the choices of land out here i'm gonna take this not really after abram gave him that choice after abram said hey man i just want peace we're family i love you you choose the humility and the trust of abram juxtaposed against the selfishness and 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 the uh the i gotta do it i'm gonna decide the manipulation of life you know that he's gonna make sure that the circumstances are good for him that's a that's a clear difference that we can see in in choosing to trust god and to humble ourselves and to love others uh, more than, than we do ourselves or to esteem others higher than we do ourselves, which is the word. And against being selfish, uh, loving ourselves and trying to make things happen on our own, not trusting God. That right there, this is Genesis 13, guys. We still in the first book of a Bible and we're getting some clear applications of how to apply this word in our lives and how to look at ourselves and find ourselves locate ourselves in the word of God okay so let's continue on with the story okay so verse 11 Lot chooses the, the plush land for himself so 12 Abram dwelleth in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pinched his tent toward Sodom but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly <laughs> exceedingly okay not just a little bit of sin and a little bit of wickedness but exceeding much sin much wickedness and the Lord said unto Abram after that lot was separated from him lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it into thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. So after Abram supposedly gets the short end of a stick because he lets Lot pick and Lot looks at what he thinks is the goodly the goodly part and he ends up getting a land filled with wickedness and evil but God comes to Abram after all of this and he blesses him he says everywhere you can see I'm giving this to you and to your seed after you and, and and I'm gonna bless you so after Abram makes this choice and makes this decision and walks on the word he walks out the word of God he walks out on the Spirit of God and and does what what the Spirit of God is leading him to do then God comes in and blesses him and tells him, hey, I'm going to give you all this. And then we see the result of Lot's selfishness, the result of his choice. Two trees, which tree are you going to choose? So we see the result of that, right? So in verse 17, God tells Abram as we go on in the scripture, Arise, 
walk through the land and the length of it and in the breadth of it for I will give it unto thee then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre which is in Hebron and built there an altar unto the Lord and that's the end of chapter 13 so again we see Abram after his encounters with God after the Lord blesses him he builds an altar and I think that that is a um, something that we should uh, I don't know if we talked about this before but I feel the need to inject it right here that we should be making altars unto God and um, back then you know it was taking stones it was building a physical monument today it could just be uh, we marking that in our journals uh, we're making sure that we um, if we have a prayer room uh, you know maybe we we uh, uh, put something on the wall or or find a picture or or, or, or write something and, and display it you know I mean it could be whatever the Lord is leading you to do but to mark those times where God uh, gave us a rhema word or or where he uh, promised us something or showed us uh, something in his word uh, that really had special meaning and application for us in that season um, so this is what Abram did and I think this is what we should be doing okay we have 13 minutes so we've been working on 17 minutes hey I can I can do some math here right <laughs> so all right so we got 13 minutes we're getting it in transforming our bodies as we transform our mind so let's move on I think we're good to go on to chapter 14 okay so let's do that verse 1 and it came to pass in the days of Amrapal or Amraphal I don't know how to pronounce that king of Shinar Erak king of Elazar, Chedorlaomer, 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 I think that's right, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that these may war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shanab, king of Atmar, and Shemeber, king of Zeboiim, and the king of Bela, which is Zoar. All these were joined together in the Vale of Siddim, which is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Chedorlaomer, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. And in the fourteenth year came Chedorlaomer and the kings that were with him, and smote the Rephims and Ashtaroth, Kamein, and the Zuzims in Ham and the Enims in Shavah Kirathim. Wow. And the Horites in their Mount Seir unto Eliparin, which is by the wilderness. And they returned and came to An Mishpat, which is Kadesh. And the Amalekites and also the Amorites that dwelt in Hazazan Tamar. And they went out, the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Atma, and the king of Zebulun, and the king of Bela, the same as Zoar, and they joined battle with them in the vale of Sidim, with Chedorlaomer, Omer, the king of Elam, and with Tidal, king of nations, and Amrapha, king of Shinar, and Ariak, king of Elazar, four kings with five. And the vale of Sidon was full of slime pits. And the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And they that remained fled to the mountain. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods and departed. And there came one that had escaped and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre the Amorite, brother of Eschol and brother of Amer. And these were confederate with Abram. They were friends. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house 
318 and pursued them unto Dan. So when Abram heard that Lot and his family had been taken, okay, by these kings, he, he said, no, uh -uh, this shall not, this shall not go. And he got his servants, which were over 318 trained and armed. Okay. How do you even learn how to train, uh, for war and all that? You ever think about that? This man was blessed by God and, and, and was given instruction by God. Okay. So, and he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night. So we got some strategy going on. I wonder where he got this war strategy from, huh? And smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. So Lot got his, uh, his, his servants together uh, that were trained in war and they got a strategy straight from the mind of God and they went out against these kings and these people and they and he got his family back got everything back and the king of Sodom and not only did he rescue his family but those kings so, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shava, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of peace. Salem means peace brought forth bread and wine what is that reminiscent of we're going to learn this in it for those who don't know in the in the new testament the bread and wine the 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 communion the the bread and the wine jesus the 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 sacrifice right and he was the priest of the most high god so here is a type of christ melchizedek was king and priest the only other king and priest that we will ever know of in the word of God is Jesus, is Jesus. So this is very, very interesting and very prophetic. And so, and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. So this king and this priest blesses Abram. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. So he tells Abram, I know how you won this, and you know how you won it too. The Most High God that you serve have delivered these enemies into your hand. He was, he was speaking the word of God. And Abram recognized this because in verse 20, he, it says that Abram gave him tithes of all, tithes of all, 10%, 10%. This is the first time we hear of the tithe. And this isn't something that is in the law. This is uh, that was written, okay, that's in the commandments. This is before the commandments. So this tithe is a spiritual thing. He knew to do this because the Spirit of God spoke to him about it. God spoke to him about it. He gave 10%. He gave tithes of everything that he received, his increase. He gave to Melchizedek, who was king and who was priest, who was a type of Christ, king and priest. Hallelujah. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up my hand unto the Lord Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latch, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. Look at here. Come on, somebody. This king says, you can keep everything. You can keep the riches, you can keep the gold, you can keep all of that, just give me my people. But Abram said, 
I've already had a talk with my God about this. I already know that he is my source. And I don't want anyone ever, ever, ever to get the wrong impression, not even you, that you made me rich. That when you see what God, what my end shall be, how I shall increase and prosper even more than I am now, I don't want it ever to be mistaken that it was by man. Hallelujah. Look at this. Look at this. This is in Genesis, guys. We are learning how to truly walk and prosper and trust God and not to be dependent on man. There is no welfare mentality in Abram. There is no uh, handout mentality in Abram. There is no uh, uh, give me or entitlement mentality in this man of God. This is in Genesis. He's teaching us how to prosper and how to make sure that God gets the glory. And where did he get this? The word wasn't even written. He's writing this word as he's living his life. Hallelujah. This is a lesson for us. This is a lesson for me. We better get this. He says, I'm not going to have it be said that anybody made me rich. Uh, verse 24, save only that which the young men have eaten and the portion of the men which went with me, Amor, Eskal, and Mamre, let them take their portion. So he ends that uh, chapter by saying, look, I don't need anything from you. You know, I just, I did uh, what I had to do to save my family. I did what God uh, told me to do. That was what was in his spirit, what was in his heart to do. And those that were connected got saved right along with that. Right. And so when they try to, um, but he says, but I don't need your affirmation. I don't need your gifts. I don't need your wealth. He says, I serve the God most high almighty. He takes care of my needs and I don't want anyone to ever get that twisted. So he says, uh, go ahead and bless my servants. I uh, give them what the, those who are with me, uh, give them what they desire, uh, bless them. But as for me, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord God, and he is who provides and blesses us. Hallelujah. Man, we are already at the, we are already in cool down. We just got a minute or so to go. But I'm telling you, what a, what a reminder, what a reminder and what a word for us. In this season, in this time, as economies are being rocked, as as uh, as as people are are or politicians are telling us that the that the world you know is gonna is is gonna end if we don't do something about climate change and 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 all this stuff, right? But we know, we got to know that we don't have a worry or a care in the world. He says that we are to be anxious for nothing. And we learn right here in Genesis in the first book of the Bible in the 13th chapter. We are just, man, we are at the very, very beginning of the word of God. But look at what we have already learned. God is good. God is faithful. We need to trust. We need to trust and to make sure in all of our decisions, everything that we do, that it points to God getting the glory. Amen. That we make sure that we are pointing to our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ and Father God, Jehovah, and that we are listening to the Holy Spirit. And I just thank him for this word today. Hallelujah. And as we go into uh, Easter, our resurrection services on Sunday, oh man, just know that, that you serve an awesome God. Uh, just know that the blood of Jesus has, has um, saved us and separated us from, from lack from disease, from uh, anxiety, from anything that is of the devil that would try and hold us down and steal our joy. So God bless you today. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the weekend. And I will see you soon. Walking it out in the word. <laughs>